And welcome to Tea Party Policy Chat. This is Scott Harris, the Constitutional Patriot, from the Constitutional Patriot Podcast. And this is the supplemental podcast, Tea Party Policy Chat, where we deal with nothing but domestic affairs. And what we're going to do today is, is I got it in the mail today. I love doing surveys on my podcast. And this is Judicial Watch Immigration Survey. It came today, so we're going to go with that. And then we have a video about inflation, people fleeing blue, sta- blue states for red states. We, we're going to have a Fox News analysis, and, we're gonna, and I'm going to give my take on that. And in today's Tea Party Policy Chat, I'm going to be enjoying Hibiscus Ginger. Tea from Tao of Teas, Pure Leaf Loose Leaf Tea. This is, um, I haven't tried this yet. Um, I do drink a lot of uh, the Tao of Tea, um, mostly oolong, and I have some Dejeering tea that I enjoy. Um, I, I am British. I drink tea. I also drink lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of coffee, okay? So, you know, but I do enjoy tea, and... So one of the things that I'm going to be doing on Tea Party Policy Chat is I'm going to be enjoying a tea from my little red teapot over my shoulder there. Um, as you see the tea kettle, the little lights on. So when that's all, when the tea is ready to make, I will pour some tea. And I'm going to be enjoying my tea in my Let's Go Brandon um, Seuss cup and it says let's go Brandon I do not like your mental haze I do not like your leftist ways I do not like your sun on blow I do not like you sleepy Joe so let's go Brandon now before we get started with the with the very interesting immigration survey for the judicial watch survey. I have some information. I was watching the news and the morning news, wow, this morning when I turned on the futures with Bar- Maria Bartoloma on Fox Business News, the uh, the market was up. It was like it was up $233 on the Dow Jones um, on the futures. And then when the market opened, it was mar- it would o- it was opening up at at 185 and then it went down to 130 and then it went up to 250 and it was and it was up most of the morning while I was watching the news this morning and um and they were talking about um, all kinds of different things so the, the thing is the numbers that came in on the housing numbers and and the housing um new housing uh the housing numbers were very high. It was higher than expected for new housing starts, right? And but the price, uh, the average price, went down um, like a few thousand dollars from last month. So, th- so those were good numbers. Okay, um, it was a blowout number on new housing starts, right? That was like wow, uh, or new houses purchased rather, not starts, because um, th- of what was pretty much people leaving and going to Florida and all this other stuff. So in, in Texas and all these people relocating, um, leaving, fleeing the cities and the big cities and fleeing the blue states, okay? 
and and the reasons behind those those moves is the massively high crime rate that is occurring in New York. And they had they were showing this video of this woman who was who was just walking on the subway platform and this and this African American man pushed her down and was kicking her, kicking her, kicking her, punching her in the face over and over again, took her purse. She tried to get up, he pushed her down. Somebody tried to help and he punched that guy. I mean it was like, you know, and, and it was like and it was all there. Did anybody get arrested? No. Right? And then you had in um, what was it? Uh, was it uh, Portland or Seattle or San Francisco, some other city of these blue cities where New Zero Bell? You had this store, just people just busting in, all these teenagers, right? Just going in and stealing stuff, and there were no arrests. And it was like, it was at Denver, I believe, or maybe it was. And they says, oh, the police came on. on the, please, if, if you see your, and they would show the video of all these kids just kicking in and pushing people over and stealing stuff. If you see your kids, please call in so we can arrest them. And I was sitting there going, um, okay, first of all, okay, these people that are kicking in the doors and stuff, do their parents even monitor what they do, number one? Number two, um, do you think their parents would even care? Or worst of all, do you think their parents, oh, yeah, that's my kid, and it'll be all bragging about it, right? I, 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 used to, I did my student teaching. I taught in inner city schools. I, I'd stub in inner cities. I can tell you firsthand that the parents are like, oh, yeah, they're, they're, that would be like a lot, of, a lot of parents would say, oh, yeah, that's so cool. Look at my kids steal all that stuff. And they would be bragging about it in these inner city crap. That's the culture there. They, have, they don't care about reality. They don't care about right, right and wrong, right? They have this ghetto hood culture that is, that is completely athemous to, to the culture that the African-American community used to have, okay? The African-American cu culture in the 50s had extremely low crime rates. The African-American culture areas in the 50s and 40s low crime rights, low, very low, almost non-existent um, unmarried births. I mean, this was, this was the situation in the culture that was, I mean, they, had, they were very religious. They, they, were, they valued family. They valued education. But something happened, okay, to where the culture in the cities changed. And the other, there are other, there are other social scientists and other people who have mentioned this. Um, there has been numerous studies about this, and it and it comes down to as government welfare programs increased, where the government has basically paid, pay, um, has supported financially uh, people not to get married, and not to have nuclear families. Okay, where it is a disadvantage to have a nuclear family. The crime rate has increased, um, unwed births has gone up, juvenile delinquency has gone up, all these negative aspects within the ghetto culture, crime rates increase, gang activity increases. Okay, so that's something to, to, to do about. So what we're gonna do here is we're gonna get started here, and um, so let's get going on the Tea Party Policy Chat. Let's get going. 
we're back to the to the Tea Party Policy Chat. And what we're going to be doing today on the Tea Party Policy Chat, we're going to first get into this news analysis with um, with Charles Payne and others. I, I really enjoy Charles Payne. Charles Payne is one of my favorite um, Fox News business people. He, um, I love his suits. He, he has fantastic suits, <laughs> right? Uh, suits that I would never wear, but, you know, um, you know, he, he really, man, can he wear a double-breasted pinstripe suit. <laughs> okay, so this is Fox and Friends Weekend, um, and I really enjoy Fox and Friends Weekend, and um, so let's get going. Here we go. Residents are fleeing the West Coast in record numbers to escape surging prices and unprecedented crime spike. As a new report reveals how the crisis is impacting local housing markets, according to real estate giant Redfin, Sacramento, Denver, and San Diego were all in the top five fastest cooling housing markets this year. Seattle okay, so here's the thing is, is I've never been to Seattle. Okay, I've never been to Las Vegas. I've been to San Jose. I've been to San Diego. I've been to Sacramento. Um, I've not been to Denver. Okay, here's the thing with, with the California cities, right? San, San Jose, San Diego, Sacramento. Um, that has a lot to do. I mean, San, if you're going to live in San Francisco, I mean, I mean, if you're going to live in California and you're a conservative, Sandy, and you want to live in a big city, out of the three that's on that list, the best op op option for you is San Diego. I mean, it's, they have a Marine Corps base there that's very pro-military. Um, but why is people leaving? They're, the conservatives are leaving because of the prices, the taxes, all of the, all of the insane COVID restrictions, all of these things that are happening. No one wants to live here in California. I live in California, and, and the people I joke about, I don't consider, when I'm talking about, when people ask me where I'm from, I, where my office is, or where I'm, I'm doing my office, I'm, I'm in Fresno, Soviet communist demassery of California. I mean, it's a joke. We are a complete joke. Our governor is completely, totally insane. He has destroyed this state. People are leaving. For the first time in the state's history, um, we have lost a seat in the House Representatives. Usually, we would get, I mean, we had 55, we, have a, we would have a 55 block member Congress block in the member, 55 members of Congress would be from California. But we now, we lose one. Who's picking up, who's picking up these extra seats? New York lost a seat. Who's picking them up? Florida, Texas, Idaho, right? So, and, and where, where, what's the difference between these states and California? Conservative versus far left dumbassery liberals. Dumbasses to Democrats as air is to breathing. Now, Seattle, I mean, yeah, who would want to live in Seattle? Seattle, you have Antifa, where, they, where the police force and the mayor has turned the city over to Antifa and Black Lives Matter. 
I mean, there's there there's video of of Antifa groups taking over parts of the street and are basically redirecting traffic. And cops just standing there watching. And this one guy says, "I need to turn left," and this Antifa is blocking it off. Says, "No, you have to turn right," and hit his car with a baseball bat. And there's cops right there just watching, drinking coffee, doing nothing about it because they were they are under orders to do to not interfere with Antifa or Black Lives Matter. They pretty much have the run of the city. They could do whatever they want and this police does nothing about it. Right? And then there's been numerous videos because of this, cops checking off for the final time quitting their jobs in police forces and leaving. Who wants to live in a city where basically what a th what over two over what half of the police force quit? Seriously, who wants to live there? Crime skyrocketing, your business is being destroyed and the in the in the city is like, "Oh yeah, go Antifa, go like communist black lives matter." And they don't they want to destroy capitalism and in so doing they're destroying their city. Okay, I've seen pictures back from the 80s. Seattle was a beautiful place back in the 80s during the Reagan era. What happened to it? What happened to it? Now, Vegas, who would... Um, okay, Vegas, here's the thing. If you're not indoors in air conditioning, who wants to live in Vegas? I mean, it's like 100 degrees. It's, it's like 150 degrees. It's like living on the sun. So I can understand Vegas. Okay, I can, I can understand with the, with the increased prices in, in electricity, the unstable power grids, and, you know, everybody going on EVs and ro rotating power outages in a place where you, you, it is impossible to live without air conditioning. Yeah, I can understand leaving Vegas. I, I can understand that, right? Though I would love to visit Vegas. I want to see that, that hotel that has the river inside and you could ride in the gondolas. I'd really like to, <laughs> I really would like to see that. But besides that, Denver, um, it's, the weather there is, uh, is something I would like. But, I could, but Denver has become massively leftist and woke. You know, so yeah, I can understand that. I can this the, every one of these I can completely understand and 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 under and say yeah, I can I can see why people want to people want to cool their housing market by basically abandoning that city. I see that. Seattle topped the list with a whopping thirty four percent drop in home sales. Let's bring in Charles Payne, host of Making Money on Fox Business. Uh, good morning, Charles. Look, this is a concern for all Americans that dropping value in home prices, but it's acute on the West Coast. Why? Well, uh, it's acute in part because of the, the combination. It's an interesting combination, particularly Seattle, San Francisco, where you have these very liberal policies on crime. Crime is running rampant. You couple that with work from home. So you've got these engineers who say, listen, we don't want to go downtown. We don't want to... Well, yeah, Would if you if you had the choice of working from home and you... And, in a city, or, or, or if you were in the suburbs, and you're, if you're in the Seattle suburbs, and your job was in Seattle, you know, would you really want to go into that, into that shithole? And, you know, <laughs> yeah, or in New York, where you pay pretty much back east, you have to ride the subways, or bu the buses, where it's like completely unsafe, and there's no, there's no police stopping of any crimes on the subway. Violence is massively up. 
right? I, I, would ch I was chatting with someone on Facebook, and they lived in New York, and, and this person had a job where they would go around to different modeling gigs or photo shoots at different modeling agencies and things like that. I was concerned about their, her safety. I mean, she, it's like uh, she made sure that, you know, the agent got, you know, car service for it and everything. But it's not safe to drive around or to be, to be on the streets in these cities. It's not safe. Right? If I had kids that lived that were going to school there, I'd 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 really encourage them to transfer to another state. It's like seriously, there's no there's no value in living in these places. To return to the office. The more they say they don't want to return to the office, the more derelict the office becomes. So uh, it's, so Seattle's seen a 34% drop in, in sales, 18% drop in purchasing price, 100% drop uh, decline in inventory because everyone's putting their house on the market. Oh yeah, here's a picture of someone of some woman just going into an apartment complex in Seattle and getting in the elevator, and this guy comes in and beats the crap out of her into take her purse. Right there on the video. So oh, he doesn't even take the purse. Going to the office there, would rather move somewhere else. Uh, the people who can work from home will work from home. So it's a deadly circle because the, the, there's not going to be any change with respect to the violence because there's no change with respect to you know bail reform and those kind of things. So it's a death circle. Okay. It's a deadly circle for anyone. Can someone explain to me? Can someone explain to me a zero bail? Who, who is the dumbass idiot that came up with that concept? Seriously. Oh, you can basically commit, we'll, we'll just, if you, could, if you shoot somebody, we'll call it, you know, a misdemeanor so we can give you zero bill and let you out on the street so you can kill somebody else. I mean, who comes up with this crap? Seriously. You know, oh, we have a video of you just like what we just saw uh, on the video here. Um, the, the video here was a video of some guy going into an elevator and basically kicking the crap out of this woman on the elevator. And then leaving. You know, it's like, why? He didn't even take anything. He just, she was getting on the elevator. He sees her. She, he walks in and kicks the crap out of her and then leaves. I mean, what was the purpose? What was the purpose? Just to kick the crap out of somebody? I mean, seriously. And because he could get away with it because he knows nothing's going to happen to him. There's practically no police in Seattle. They, he's like, if you're a cop in Seattle, you know, more power to you. you I mean, it's, that's a, the mo one of the most dangerous jobs. In the, normally, police law enforcement, they have a tough job anyway. But in a city that does not support you, in a state that does not support you, in a city and state that are moving your qualified immunity to where you even do your, try to do your job, you get sued. That's insane. Anyone who's caught in that, uh, they're trying to get out as fast as they can. Again, a hundred percent increase in, in supply. People are putting their homes on the market, and they're trying to get out of there. Yeah, so you add in the nationwide drop in housing prices, right, because of rising interest rates. And oh yeah, see, and then the prices are dropping. So the property value you buy a house. Say you bought a house when it was at the height of the market, when everything was going good, and it, it was a, it was a, it was a. A seller's market. People were like selling and buying, and the prices were coming, going, going up. And you bought at the high end, right? Now the town has gone to crap. The state has gone to crap. And you know, 15 years later, you know, you're when you paid, say you paid four hundred thousand dollars your house. Now it's like thirty percent lower. 
you're losing 34% of the value of your home. So you just lost a 34% loss. Okay, that's... Do you get to write that off? No. I mean, you just take a loss. I mean, seriously. And it's like, I would get to the point to where I would... People need to... It, where, where, stop paying state taxes and start, you know, start forming your own, your own police forces, your own, you know, community, uh, state, re regional legislature and just start, you know, oh, you know, county uh, legislative whatever and just start passing your own laws and having people not pay their state taxes and the money going to this to actually increase the security of the community. Yeah, we're not paying our state taxes anymore because you're not doing your job and it's unsafe to live here. So we're going to take that money and pull it and hire private security to secure our city. And to, I mean, do that. Think about that. Look, at, look into that. And then you add in these unique problems to the West Coast, well, at least for Seattle and San Francisco, of crime and and local work issues. Now, but it's a, and it's a problem for all of America, Will. Make right. no mistake about it. I just want everyone to know that this is really insidious. The, the average mortgage is now $2,400. One year ago, it was $1,600. Mm. The average house a year ago was $400,000. Now it's $547,000. Most Americans have been shut out, completely shut out of the American dream. And the sad part about it, it didn't have to happen. I'm out of it. There's no way in hell I'll be able to buy a house. And I'm 50 years old. Speaking of things, you know, affecting people nationwide when it comes to the economy, it's a staggering stat that's come out where under Joe Biden's presence now, people have lost $4,200 in annual income. Uh, Charles, I got, so what we're looking at here is a uh, combination of inflation, erasing wage gains, <coughs> general declines in the stock market, everything just erasing. And by the way, erasing gains were made during the Trump presidency when we were up $4,000 in annual income. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. President Biden. So is, is see, the, here's the thing. That's 4,000. So basically, if you start at, at if before, before Trump was good, if you use that number before, that you're an $8,000 loss. For Not four. It's, a, it's an $8,000 loss because we lost the four grand plus four grand. I mean, that's, I mean, amazing. It's like, what's going on with these? What's going on? Why are people not seeing this? Two plus two equals four, people. Two plus two equals four, not nine. Let's not use, let's not use, you know, um, Obama math. Let's use real math. Let's go back to traditional math where two plus two equals four, one plus one equals two. Let's start doing that. Let's, let's go to the traditional aspects and not looking at it through facts and reality. Red pill people take the red pill and see things as the way they are with facts and reality. Moving on. Biden gets the campaign on what we call nominal numbers. Uh, you know, you can say, hey, the, the GDP was up 6%. We, everybody watching this show, we live with real numbers. What are real numbers? They are adjusted for inflation. Ever since that $1.9 trillion boondoggle was pushed through, uh, we have had negative, we have had negative wages every single month. Since then, so 18, 19 months of negative wages, that loses you 3,000 in purchasing power. And now, because of that inflation, they have to ratchet up interest rates. So that interest rates are going up and cost to borrow money going up 
that's another $1,200. The average American's lost $4,200 in real life. Now, the president's going to tell you, hey, this has happened and that has happened on paper in real life again. And this is what I always tell people. The easiest way to understand this, you may make a thousand bucks. If I give you twelve hundred, you go to the store and come out with fewer bags, you know you lost in this equation. Here's the sad part, Will. You look at the stock market this week. You look at what the uh, federal government's being, the Federal Reserve is being forced to do. This is going to get a whole lot worse. And okay, see, the thing is, is he's, what he's talking about is going to the grocery store and he buy fewer stuff. Okay. Now, eggs are up 39% from when they were a year ago. Just a year ago, they're up 39%. And they were up that, like, 25% over when Trump was president. See, th this is the thing. Food, eggs, dairy, all this stuff is going on and on and on. And the one reason that dairies are going up is because the 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 the, the agricultural stuff and the diesel fuel and all that stuff makes it too expensive to do all the to basically grow the feed to feed the dairy cows right so you can't grow the feed you have to ha cut the, the number of cows you cut the you slaughter your cows right and you take a loss on cows now now you're producing less milk the price of milk goes up which means the price of cheese goes up the price of butter goes up Okay, so all because of diesel fuel. I mean, this these people don't understand how all these things are interconnected, right? When you are producing a product, you have the when you are when you are uh, producing a product, manufacturing a product, you have supplies, right? Inputs that you have to you know uh, cost of goods. Uh, cost of goods. Your cost of goods are the supplies and manufacturing costs to produce one unit of good, okay, versus like a gallon of milk, right? What do you have to produce to get, well, you have to feed the cow, right? You have to, you have to feed the cow. How do you feed the cow? You have to grow the feed or buy the feed, okay? If you grow the feed, you have to have uh, planting equipment, harvesting equipment. That stuff costs money to run and maintain. It, to run it, it takes diesel gas, Okay, and then to harvest it, diesel gas. And if you're not, if you don't, if you're not going to do it, you have to buy it. You buy your feed. Well, the person you buy the feed from has to produce it. Okay, so you have to feed the cow. You have to grow the feed. You have to feed the cow, and you have to uh, uh, milk the cow and 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 process the cow, the milk, and you have to like ship the milk to a produce to a bottler. I mean, there's all these there's all these aspects that go into you going to the grocery store and grabbing a carton of milk. See, you know that's the aspect of it. And when you take one of the main uh, inputs of that and you basically quadruple the price of it. That's going to have a rippling effect throughout the, the entire production because your suppliers that you buy your feed from or your suppliers that you uh, or your distribution of people that you pay to distribute your goods, all those fees go up, okay? And if your product, and then, then you are able to transfer some of the cost, but not all of it, to the consumer, right? There's, there's one number is the producer's uh, index, inflation rate.
right? Where we're paying 8.3%, they're paying 9.7%. So they're able to only pass off 8.3 of 9.7. So they're taking a loss already, okay? Which means, and then people are buying less milk because it's so expensive. They're buying less butter because it's so expensive. See? Those things happen. Moving on. Sadly, sadly, President Biden's going to stoke the flames of inflation with that student loan uh, college thing. He's going to give the, the most fortunate. Okay, we're going to end that right now because I'm going to go into that student loan thing a whole nother time. Okay, we're going to go into that a whole nother time in a whole separate episode of the Tea Party Policy Chat. So what we're going to do now is, now it's the time for the survey. Now... I, I love these surveys. I love doing them because um, it, it, you can answer so much stuff. And I, and I take a survey, and um, I mail it the same day, right? I fill it out on, on, on the show. And this is the national impact. This is the national impact survey of illegal immigration on California taxpayers and voters for the judicial watch, okay? And this is the national, and then there's a national impact, okay? National impact survey of illegal immigration on judicial watch, taxpayers and voters. It's right, right here. Boom, okay? Now, it has, um, do not destroy your survey. Okay, it gives answers on how to answer it. And stuff like that. So I'm gonna skip to the basically, basically I know the instructions. It's basically how to fill it out. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I have multiple college degrees. I think I can figure it out on the fly. Okay, because <laughs> it's really simple. Yes, no, we're not certain. You know, it's three choices. Okay, <laughs> and it gives. What I really like about this one is it gives out a little bit background information and then answers a question. So, okay, financial impact section. Okay, background number one. On September 30th, 2001, the Biden administration issued a memo announcing that it will no longer view unlawful entry into the United States as the sole basis for determining deporting illegal immigrants. Under the new policy, deportations will be limited to what immigration officials call aggravated felons such as gang members and other who commit violent crime. Well, okay, now here's the thing. If you have somebody who has, how are you counting that? Because there's been numerous people murdered by people who have into the country, released, after they have determined, oh, this person has entered the country several times, has been deported several times, okay, who has committed violent crimes in the past, but then they release them, and then they commit a crime again. So wouldn't you, but how back are you going? Oh, they have, they, they came into the, for the fourth time, entered the country for the fourth time, like last week. Well, in the past week, they've only committed one felony. And it's not even a felony. It's like a misdemeanor. It's like, you know, they classify it as vehicular manslaughter. So it's like, or, you know, armed robbery. 
Okay, he committed an armed robbery. Well, that's, you know, or a carjacking. Well, no one got killed in a carjacking, so, you know, are you going to deport him? No. I mean, this is the kind of crap we're dealing with with this Biden administration. Dumbasses to Democrats as air is to breathing. Let's go, Brandon. I don't like your mental haze. I do not like your leftist ways. I do not like your sun on blow. I do not like you sleepy Joe. I saw this as Dr. Seuss. I saw this on, 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 uh, on, the, on Facebook, this mug on Facebook. I had to have it. I had to have it. Uh, I saw this, and I had to buy it. It is absolutely fantastic. I love it. It's on both sides. I mean, it is absolutely fantastic. And there you go. Now, I have no idea who came up with this. Um, I don't remember where I bought it from. Um, I threw the label away. Why keep a box? Because I'm, I'm not going to return it, right? So I have no idea. So if I'm, 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 reading, this, I'm reading this poem, I have no idea who wrote it. I can't cite the source. Um, but I just love this mug, okay? This is absolutely fantastic, okay? <laughs> so now question one. Do you believe that this new and potentially unconstitutional Biden policy will encourage even more illegal crossings over the southern border? Well, duh. Yes. There you go. Yes. Background number two. Some states have reported spending as much as $6.1 billion a year on higher education costs higher law enforcement costs, higher health care costs, in order to provide direct services to illegal immigrants and their children. Wow. $6.1 billion in some states. Would you be aware of similar taxpayer funds, higher expenditures in your state? Well, how much they're spending on it? No. Because the California departments are not releasing that information. And the news media, um, the news media is not covering it on a state, lo a state of California level, right? I have not seen that in the media. Um, I wouldn't even know where to go to look for it. It is not something that is where it's where it's easily accessible information here in California. They don't want that out. They, I, I don't even think they're keeping track of that information here in California. Because it's all they all merge it together, right? Well, this is how much we're spending. Oh yeah, how? But in, they're not keeping track of you know legal, non-illegal uh, immigrant versus not for American citizen here in the California. If there is basically, it's you're in California. Basically, they consider you a citizen of the United States even when you're not, and they let you vote. I mean, this is the crap we're dealing with here. This is the crap we're dealing with here, okay? Background number three. Over, overall, illegal immigration is costing you and every American taxpayer at least $110 billion a year in additional federal, state, and local taxes. Do you believe this number will increase if the Biden administration continues to get immigration, um, to gut immigration uh, law enforcement, and open up our borders to even greater number of illegal immigrants. Yes, it will increase. Yes, it will increase. Because look at what you have. 
going on. I mean, the, the, the media was not even covering, was not even covering the border of the crisis, the mainstream media. They weren't covering in any way, shape, or form until you have uh, uh, Greg Abbott sending them to, to, to New York or, or DeSantis sending, what, 50 of them to Martha's Vineyard. And it was like, oh, man, they kicked them out. They voted them off the island snap. I mean, it's like they were not even there two days. They were not even there 48 hours. They were gone in a snap. And is oh, we're celebrating your culture as we're kicking you off our island. I mean, it's like, really? <laughs> it's like you put them in a, what, you send them to a camp? To a camp where, you know, to a military base camp, right, and off the island to get them away. Well, we don't have jobs for them. Oh, really? Well, there was 50 of them, and in the paper that day, there was 54 open jobs, all like low-level uh, janitor-type, you know, level, uh, uh, non-labor, non-basically blue-collar jobs. There were 54 of them and 50 people. You could have given each one of them a job. Each one of them could have had a job, and it had and it would have had no effect on the community whatsoever. None, right? There you go. Liberals and their the liberals practicing their their quiet racism. This is really good tea. This is biscuits ginger tea. This is really good. Oh, that's really good tea. Really good team. Okay. So, next question. Background number four. Local poverty and state income taxes have increased rapidly in many parts of the country due to large parts of rising school, health care, social welfare, and public safety costs associated with providing service for illegal immigrants. Do you feel these conditions exist in your city, county, or state, and will increase if the unprecedented Biden surge in illegal immigration continues? Yes. See, though, honestly, it's like the, the, the taxpayers are leaving, right? And I talk about, I've talked about this before, and here in California, the moderates, the the middle of the road, the independents, the the conservatives that are basically have the money to leave and the ability to leave are leaving. Okay, those that can sell their houses and get out, um, those that could sell their businesses or relocate their businesses are getting out. Uh, those with the financial means to do so are getting out. In fact, it has severely impacted my business where over half of my client base from, from the previous year has left the state. They've just left. They're gone. You know, so it has been, it, has, it, is, it is affecting um, businesses economically where these people are now gone. And these, these are the people that are actually, you know, contributing to society. These people are, are, and what's left are the people that don't care, are the people that are far left, the people that like this far leftist, the green party, the green energy. Here in California, 
we basically we have we basically our state has basically um, outlawed gas cars in 2035. I believe it is. You can't. You're not going to be able to own a, a gas car. Okay. You have to have an EV. But then at the same time, the power grid is they cut off all fossil cut off fossil fuel power production and cut off Los Angeles County they were had the area of, they had they've had these oil wells that are producing and pumping oil through a safe pipeline for what 30 years no spills nothing but completely environmentally safe provide going straight to a refinery and 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 making power and gasoline and can't do that now they cut that off they cut off the pumping wells so the wells aren't pumping anymore so they cut off that to the market which raises the cost of gas raises the cost of power okay so we have to basically relying mostly on solar and wind energy well most people don't know this that 75 percent of the wind turbines in the state aren't even connected to the grid because it costs too much to connect them to the grid and they don't produce enough power to justify the added cost. So they're out there not doing anything. Oh, because they got a grant to build the wind, to to build the grid, to build the to build them. But that did, basically that just paid for the construction of the windmill. Did not pay to hook it to the grid. And that is so there you go. Once again, dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathing. There are, number five, there are currently more than 500 sanctuary cities, counties, and states throughout the nation where leftists and other misguided lawmakers have either expressly or Im implicitly granted amnesty to illegal aliens by prohibiting law enforcement of federal immigration laws. The open border Biden administration is dropping all Trump administration challenges to sanctuary jurisdictions. Do you believe that your city, county, or state has adopted sanctuary policy? Yes, California was the first sanctuary entire state. Uh, we have a law here um, in the state of California that basically if you are a sheriff, city, uh, or a member of law enforcement, and you work with ICE, if you turn over a file to ICE, or you give ICE the um, immigration service, or, or the Border Patrol, any information on any illegal immigrant in the state of California, you will be arrested by state police and prosecuted at, under a felony. Seriously. If you are a sheriff and you basically let the ICE into your prison to take somebody who has a deportation order, a federal court order for this person to deported, and you to let the, and you give that info. Oh, we have them here, and you turn them over. That sheriff will be arrested by the state police in California and prosecuted and sent to prison. Seriously. That is completely 100% insane. In fact, our sheriff, the former sheriff, Sheriff Mims of Fresno County, said, you can't do that. That's illegal. That's an unconstitutional law, and we are not complying with it. Okay? And I don't, and Governor Newsman didn't want to take her on because she's a very popular, uh, she was a very popular sheriff in the Central Valley, and, and there's a lot of conservative counties in the Central Valley where sheriffs aren't doing this. 
Okay, so basically, this 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 only affects the big cities like San Francisco, you know, and Oakland and Los Angeles and and these places and the places where the county sheriffs. What happens is a lot of these county sheriffs that would normally turn people over to ICE are not doing so because of fear of going to prison themselves because of this, and they just don't have the. They don't. They they don't think they could stand up, or the, to stand up to the state. They're afraid to stand up to the state. Stand in the breach, people. Stand in the breach. If if if, if a government is trying to pass an un, an an unconstitutional law. It's like in the military. If you obey an illegal order, you're guilty of a crime. That same that I held that same philosophy to everybody, to everybody. If you are enforcing an unconstitutional law or ordinance, then you are committing a crime. It's illegal. It is illegal to enforce unconstitutional actions when you know they are unconstitutional. And, and you should not have to comply with unconstitutional regulations. I do not comply with unconstitutional regulations. They said, you have to wear a mask. I say, no, I don't. Governor Newsom does not have the power to say you have to wear this when you are out by yourself, when you are doing whatever it is you want to do. He cannot dictate to you that you have to wear a mask. He cannot dictate that you can't go here, you can't go here, you can't go to church. Any of those regulations that you, oh, you can't hold church services, unconstitutional unconstitutional you cannot regulate religion you cannot interfere with people's peacefully assembly you cannot force them to wear a mask you cannot do that no governor no mayor no county board of supervisors has the right to do that they cannot do that and those that comply are basically cowards. If you were a church or a religious service and you, well, we're just doing what the governor says, you are a coward and not even, and, 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 and changing, and it was like, what's next? Oh, you can't, you can't sing gospel songs. They actually did that. You're not allowed to sing gospel songs in church. Can't sing they did that. What's next? You can't pray because it might offend somebody. Can't pray those prayers. Might offend somebody. You cannot pray out loud because it might offend somebody. Can't go to that denomination because the cross offends somebody, so you have to take it down. What's next? Where does it stop? Going to harass people like they are Trump supporters? And 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 what what what's next? It's making it okay to kill Republicans because they're Republicans. Oh, that's happened just what last week, this week, a few days ago. A guy ran over this 18-year-old kid. Why? Because he's a Republican. And then what's happening is that the media is instantly trying to say, oh, this, there's no evidence that this was about him being a Republican, except for the fact that the murderer called 911 on his own and confessed he did it because he was a Republican. Right? They're trying to downplay it. Oh, this is not about politics. This is about a personal grudge or whatever. Uh, no, it was about politics because the guy said it's about politics. When people tell you what they are, believe them the first time. Was it Maya Angelou that said that? Or paraphrasing of that concept? 
So so let's let's get let's get the realities here, people. Background number six. There are many s there are an estimated 1.5 million school-aged illegal immigrants residing in the United States. Taxpayer-paid education costs for, the, for this population have skyrocketed in recent years. Nationally, the last time this data was compiled was, 50, was $52 billion. Do you believe that you and other taxpayers in your state should be forced to flip the tax bill for the cost of educating illegal immigrants? No. See, here's the thing. During the um, Obama, it happened during um, during Obama. He had these these un, these these unaccompanied minors, massive coming across the border. And Obama says, "We're not going to deport minors coming across the border. You get to stay." Well, they come across the border, and they the they're sent across the border unaccompanied, and we're told once they get released or they're placed in to where they're placed in foster care or they're basically given phone numbers for a quote-unquote family to call and they claim them, they, most of the time they didn't even check. Oh, yeah, you're, oh, this is your kid? Okay, here you go. It wasn't their kid. Those, those children are placed into slave camps and, and, and sex work. And then the ones that aren't claimed, right? They're in, they're in, they're in, uh, they're in shelters, right? Suffering from massive anxiety and mental and mental trauma, okay? Because of this, I think that these kids, the if they're young enough to be adopted out, adopt them out to non-liberal parents, and basically the parents, if the parents do show up. You sent your your minor unaccompanied through something dangerous. Basically, you you basically uh, child endangerment and remove their parental rights. There you go. You start you start doing that, and these parents oh I come to get my kid that I sent across the border illegally, and use that to stay in the country. Oh well, guess what? You basically are guilty of child endangerment. We're arresting you and, and and removing your parental rights. If they started doing that, this shit would stop. Consequences, holding people accountable for their actions. Ooh, an interesting concept. Ooh, that used to be throughout America. Seriously. In some hospitals, so much as two-thirds of operating costs are for unaccompanied child care of illegal immigrants. These costs alone are estimated at more than $5.8 billion per year. Do you feel that the problem of unreimbursed medical expenses for illegal aliens is causing taxpayer-funded health care costs in your state to increase as well? Yes. Now here's the thing. Here's the thing. What I find interesting is if you look at the laws in other countries when it comes to immigration, let's take South Korea for example. If you wanted to immigrate to South Korea, which is pretty much one of the safest countries in, in, in Asia, um, it's a capitalistic, vibrant economy. Um, the food is fantastic. I love Korean food. 
Um, the people are smart. I mean, they have the highest rate. I mean, they, their literacy rate is 99%. And, and education is highly valued. I mean, highly valued. Um, their, their exams for government jobs are like massive. I mean, people take, year, take years off just to pass the civil service exam. I mean, they're massively difficult exams. It's not like it's not like the civil service exams here. I mean, that's like uh, the civil service exam. For I've taken the civil service exam to to get a job at the IRS. It was a joke. It was it was not even a ninth grade test. I would say ac academically, it was about an eighth grade test. If you could pass eighth grade with a B then you could pass the civil service exam. <laughs> I mean, literally, it's that simple. I mean, it's a joke. It was embarrassingly easy. And the, um, but see, their civil service exam, people take a year off just to study for it, just to study for the civil service exam. And they have special schools to help people study for it because it's such a difficult test. Because once you get a job with the government, you have lifetime employment, massive retirement plan. You get all these benefits. There is it's a re, and so people, it's very competitive. So they put this test in place to weed out stupid people. I mean, you don't have stupid, you don't have dumbasses working for the government in, in South Korea because uh, they they don't pass the test. Seriously, you don't have that problem there. I mean, when I was working at the IRS, never before have I seen a collection of the most stupidest people I've ever seen everywhere in my life. I mean, seriously, they're dumb. I mean, I was in a unit of 35 people um, working at the IRS, and there was one guy in my unit. We would, we would go to lunch together, and he's like, dude, have you, th these people are just so extremely stupid. Seriously, there's, I mean, I've how is like how did these people graduate high school? And then I was like, oh yeah, I was a teacher. It's like yeah, graduating high school is a joke here. I mean, it's seriously, it's like basically if you just show up like eighty percent of the time, you'll you'll they'll give you a diploma. You don't even have to do anything. You just show up eighty percent of the time. You have eighty percent attendance. You'll get a high school diploma. That's the way education works in California. There you go. And the, and the high school exit exam, they actually will sit down with you. It's like, oh, well, they'll classify you as special needs, and then you do a one-on-one -on -one test, and they say, oh, that's B, that's A. And they'll give you the answers, just enough to pass. Just enough to I mean, this, seriously, that's how dumb it is. I have zero, zero respect for public education in California. And I'm, a, and I'm a fully licensed California teacher. I have seen firsthand the crap, the, the stupidity of the education system in California. When I was doing my teaching there, it was like they handed me the textbook that I was supposed to teach out of for the history. And I says, this is crap. I actually said that. This book is crap. I didn't use it. I did not use it. I created my own curriculum, my own. I I, I went to the libraries um, and got and got academic journals and other textbooks from from the library, and I had a collection of them. And I had I had my dad's high school textbook when he took U.S. history in Texas from what nineteen from nineteen sixty four. Right? And they said, you can't use this. This is college level. I go, no, it's a high school textbook from Texas. 
So I, that's what I used, right? And I, and I went through the, this crap curriculum and found what areas that they were talking about, and I created my own lesson plans. I created my own content. I did PowerPoint presentations with my content, right? I, gave, I lectured, made them take lecture notes. Okay, and then at the end of the year when we took the final, the departmental, it was a departmental final. My students outperformed the entire department by a full letter grade. By a full letter grade. Because I taught, I taught the history, not the propaganda. I had them do actual work instead of draw pictures on paper plates. I mean, that's a It's like, oh, you have them draw a picture that represents their meaning of the. It's like, seriously, they draw a picture of basically their their visual concept of the Berlin Wall. I got people drawing a square and coloring it gray. Ooh, seriously, how stupid is that? Seriously, how stupid! It was a complete waste of time. I ne I I never let the, I never took up class time for that crap. I had to assign it. I did it as homework. Oh, oh yeah. Take a paper plate and draw a picture about what you think the Berlin Wall is or whatever it is. And then on the other side of it, do a, do a bullet outline of the mean. All they did is copy the, the, sub, the, 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 the chapter heading and the subheadings of the chapter right out of the book. It took them like, it took them like two minutes. And it was like, I was like, okay, did you do both sides? Yeah, check mark. You got it done. Right? I gave a check mark, a minus, or a zero. There was three symbols. Oh, one point, a half a point, zero. That's all they got for it when I was doing the grading. I put no value in the assignment at all. It was a bullshit, time waste, time suck busy work crap. Oh, but the, oh man, it was like, oh, you have to really sell it. Uh, no, you shouldn't have to sell it. You should not have to shovel a pile of bullshit to show the academic value of something when it has none. Okay? I go by test results. I go by data. I'm a political scientist. I take data. I take research and go by the science. Let's follow the science now, shall we? Let's follow the science. What works, what doesn't work. And having them color pictures as high school seniors and juniors doesn't teach them crap. But that's what we're dealing with here. We're doing it because, oh, well, these people don't speak English, so we have to do something. Oh, well, here's the thing. If you don't speak English, don't go to, an, don't go to a school in America. If you wanted to go to school in Japan, if you wanted to go to school in France, guess what? You have to speak Japanese or you have to speak French. You can't go. I was like, I want to go to a regular high school in, in Japan. Well, if you don't speak Jap Japanese, you can't go to a regular. You have to go to an English school. You have to go to an English school and then learn Japanese before you can go to a regular high school in Japan. Seriously, how stupid are these people? Once again, dumbass is the Democrats as air is the breathing. Let's go, Brandon. Okay. <laughs> Experts are predicting that an un that under President Biden, direct and indirect taxpayer cost 
associated with illegal immigration will continue to, ri to rise at double-digit rates unless there is more immigration law enforcement. Do you agree? Yes. We have actually seen, it is actually already, we are in, we are in um, September, and there has already been documented 2 million it captured or caught and released 2 million illegal immigrants crossing the border. That is the highest it has ever been in the history of the country. And that does not account for the massive numbers of gotaways, where you see drones flying over with cameras and you see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people running off with no one stopping them. Okay? And then on several occasions, on several occasions, those uh, gotaways, those gotaway people ha um, that were being escorted over by the cartels have led to gun battles because they did not want those people to get captured or the contents of what they were carrying get captured. Now, th there was one gun battle where, where um, some Border Patrol agents and some law enforcement agents were wounded with, the, with a gun battle with the drug cartels because they were fighting them off until the, until the, quote, package could get away. Who was that package? It was a person. It was two people with bags. Who were they and what were they carrying? Were they terrorists carrying a backpack nuke? Were they terrorists carrying a biological a weapon to start a plague in this country? Who knows? Who knows? I do know that 75 that 75 in this in the past year alone in the past year alone um, 78 known terrorists have been captured crossing the border. Those are the ones that have been captured. But in between the years 2017 and 2021 there was that whole time period there was only 21 captured terrorists coming across the border so in one year there were there was three times as many terrorists captured in one year than from 2017 to 2021 seriously wow where, that, and that was not covered under any other network but Fox News and Newsmax. Seriously, this is, the, this is the situation that they're not even reporting. These ter that ter those people, the drug cartel started, and usually when the drug cartel is, they just run off and let the people that they're escorting get captured. But this time, there's been numerous times, it's not the only time, there's been numerous times where they actually engaged in a gun battle with Border Patrol agents so that the package could get away. There was somebody waiting for them to grab that package and to get them into the country. What was that package? Who was that package? Is that package going to commit an act of terrorism against us at some later point? Were they carrying a biological, chemical, or nuclear weapon? Who knows? Or maybe not, but a dirty bomb. There's all these possibilities because we don't know. And they're all possible. They're all possible. 
we it was what's interesting and how do we know this well uh let's go with isis what isis said isis said that they were sending for when the isis was falling and all that stuff and you had that massive immigration out of syria into europe they were sending they were sending like 20,000 mostly men into europe Right in those caravans of people walking into Europe from Syria and Iraq, they captured. I said, "Yeah, we sent over four thousand terrorists, ISIS fighters, in that group, and they're going to work their way to to America." Well, so and who stopped them? Right, what countries actually shut down their borders? Ooh, Hungary. England did a whole thing, Brexit, to pull out because of this issue. Well, Sweden, they, they were doing, there's all these issues that these people need to understand. These terrorists, these international terrorists are coming to America, and the policies here are just saying, oh, yeah, come on in. It's like, oh, we don't care. We're not going to ask you any questions. It's like, oh, asylum claims. Every asylum claim is legitimate. No, it's not. Here's the thing. 98% of people who claim asylum, they don't meet the requirements for asylum. And we know this beforehand. If you're coming from a poor country, guess what? That's not, that's not acceptable asylum. Are you coming from a communist country and you want to practice Christianity and you're coming from a country that persecutes Christians? That's a legitimate form of asylum. Are you, are you suffering, are you leaving Venezuela, Cuba, who under the jackboot of communism? That's a legitimate claim of asylum. But what do we have coming from asylum now? We get from Venezuela. Venezuela, we're getting all criminals. They've said, they've, they've, they've proudly announced, Venezuela proudly announced that, we are, that they are exporting all their prisons to America. All their homeless people, all their mentally ill, they're gathering them up and shipping them to America to go across the border. Yeah. Do we have policies in America that will stop this? No. Do we have policies in America that encourage this? Yes. That's an interesting conceptual framework. Why? Why? Well, let's let's look at let's look at the aspect of this. Our president is in the pocket is is a paid is a paid surrogate of the Chinese Communist Party. His uh, there is going to be in the Constitutional Patriot podcast an article about how his his new person in charge of banking regulations actually went to a university in China that is controlled by the Chinese communist military. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, with they, where they pledge to basically support the Communist Party as students, they have to sign a pledge to be loyal to the Communist Party and to commit espionage when they are sent overseas. That's part of it, right? There's a report about that as well from the from Australia. They talk about that. So that's going to be covered in the next episode of the Constitutional Patriot Podcast. A link will be in the show notes. Okay, so that is those are aspects that people need to understand. Our policies, our domestic policies, are encouraging. 
people to come over here to commit crimes, drain our resources, and to destabilize our country's economy and to encourage voter fraud, vo illegal voting, to basically create turmoil within our country with weak leadership, as Biden is weak, to basically increase the power of China. That's what's happening. And it was a pretty good investment. It only cost them $50, 50 billion. Fi you know, $50 million. There you go. Okay. To buy a presidency. Ten per he gets 10% of $50 million. Okay. In October uh, 2014, a Defensive, a, a defensive study by political scientists at Old Dominion University that included a poll of unlawfully present aliens showed that 25% of those polled were registered to vote in 2010. The implications of roughly a quarter of the perhaps 20 million non-citizens in the United States being registered to vote are enormous and, ha and may have already decided the outcome of many close American elections. Do you believe adequate safeguards exist in your state to block non-citizen voting? No, because here in this state, illegal aliens are allowed to vote in state and local elections. So is there two different ballots? No, they just give them a ballot. And just and basically, oh, now promise you're not filling out the stuff you're not legally voted to, to, to vote on. Seriously? There, there is no, there is massive illegal voting in California. Massive illegal voting in California. In fact, my vote, I'm in California, and my vote was stolen in three elections. Right? I do not, I hate absentee ballots. I never vote absentee. I never, I, it, is, it is fraught with fraud and illegal activity. And so I vote in person, and I go to, and, and they send out a sample ballot. <laughs> Okay, I live in a house with two other people, my parents, and I never got a sample ballot. Right? Uh, where's my sample? Oh, I don't know. I must have thrown it away. It's like, it doesn't matter. I don't need it. So I go, okay. I go to vote, and they say, you filled out an absentee ballot. No, I did not. An application for an absentee ballot. I never got an absentee ballot. I never signed a form to apply for an absentee ballot. If they have one, it's forgery, and I'd like to see it. But they won't show it to me. So, okay, so I've, pilled, I, I've submitted a preliminary, a, a provisional ballot. Then a phone number that I had to call three weeks later. I called the phone number, and they checked, and it said, your absentee ballot has been counted. Uh, I didn't fill out an absentee ballot, so who did? Okay, there you go. So, vote stolen. Mid, so I go down to the county clerk's office to basically stop absentee ballot to remove me from the absentee ballot list. They said, okay, they will do that. I get a midterm. I did not get a sample ballot again. I, go, I didn't get a sample ballot. Well, it was sent out. That's all they said. 
it must have got lost in the mail. Oh, really? Or maybe that you see they were sending it to my house, and then you, oh, they're sending two there, three there, so we'll take one and fill it out. Maybe that's what happened. Okay. Who knows what happened? But, but once again, midterms, my vote stolen again. I go down there two more times and complain and to get them to change it. Okay, we'll change it. We'll take you off the absentee list. Once again, Obama re-election. I, I was still on the absentee list. Only when I actually fought, basically, basically threatened to camp out with a video camera recording absolutely everything and, say, and, and saying, you're committing a crime, you're committing a crime, you're committing a crime all day and getting Fox News down there. Then they said, okay, we'll do it right now. We'll, we'll change it. I said, you're going to do it right now, so I see you do it. I'm not trusting you. You are completely untrustworthy. I have zero respect in your untrustworthiness. You are not worth your per you are not a person worth being alive is what I said. You have no integrity, nothing. You are you are of no value. I watched them and made them change it right there. Three elections, the entire Obama um stuff I didn't get to vote for because my vote was stolen. So when people tell me voter fraud doesn't exist, I go, I suffered through that. I'm a victim of that, and it does exist. But because I say it does exist, my channel on YouTube has been deleted permanently, and I've been permanently banned from LinkedIn. There you go. Background number 10. Since 2014, at least 17 states have considered adopting some form of voter ID on um, electo um, electoral reform related to same-day regulation of early voting. These reforms all assist in minimizing voter fraud, including votes being cast by non-citizens. Yet nearly all of these measures are challenged by various leftist groups and the Biden Justice Department recently sued the states of Georgia and Texas over their new election laws. Do you believe that the left and the Biden administration oppose common sense election integrity measures like voter ID in order to help illegal aliens uh, fraudulently vote in elections? Yes. See, here's the thing. The whole con conceptual framework that they're using t for, to stop voter ID laws is that African Americans don't know how to get an ID. That's the concept. Right? You go to one of these liberal schools and ask them why they're opposed to voter ID laws, and they have said numerous times at numerous schools around the country, college, these are college student liberals, right, that have been completely brainwashed by the left. And they said, well, because African Americans don't know how to get a photo ID. They don't know what to do. They are completely incapable of getting one. So you go to to black neighborhoods and you ask do you do you th are you able to get a photo id he goes yeah i have a driver's license so you know how to get one he goes yeah you go to the dmv and you get an you you get a driver's license so do you know where to go to get one 
Uh, yeah, the DMV. Well, where's the DMV? Oh, go, go two streets up, turn left, and it's three blocks over. So you know where the DMV is. Well, yeah, I just told you how to get there. See, so you go to them and it's like, do you think, do you think that requiring people to, to vote, to have an ID to vote is racist? They flat out say no. The African-American community says no. But white liberals say it is. Why? Because they're racist. Never, that is like the most, saying that, that African-Americans are not intelligent enough to get a photo ID is completely and totally 100% racist. And who's saying that? Democrats. Who's saying that? Leftists. You know, another thing that they, they, they oppose besides these common sense reforms is removing dead people from the voter rolls. Removing dead people from the voter rolls. They are completely opposed to that. Every time, every county, when there's like, oh, we're going to, we're going to remove uh, initiative to remove dead people. From, it has to be done by initiative. It should be done like automatic. But they have to pass a law or a, a county board of supervisors resolution that they're going to remove the dead people from the voter rolls. The Democrats oppose it and take them to court to stop it. Why? Why are they so opposed to remove dead people from the voter rolls? During the Clinton administration, in one of his in one of his reelections, this woman, this 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 sweet sweet woman, um, senior citizen in Maine, um, would vote absentee. And and she had three cocker spaniels that she loved as members of her family. And she registered her three loving Cocker Spaniels as family members and, uh, and registered them to vote and filled out absentee ballots for her three Cocker Spaniels. Real, factual case. Now, so she committed voter fraud three times during the Clinton administration. And, she, and every, oh, well, it's just a, this senior, lonely senior citizen woman whose only friends in the world are her three Cocker Spaniels. I think that her rights to vote should have been removed, if not thrown in jail. Background number 11. Judicial Watch filed a Friends of the Court brief to support an effort by Arizona to require individuals seeking to register to vote to provide proof of U.S. citizenship. Do you believe prospective voters should be required to establish their U.S. citizenship? Oh, dear God, yes. Oh, love that. Oh, that is absolutely fantastic. Okay, now we're moving to Section 3, Quality of Life Impact. I, the, Quality of Life Impact Section. Former Obama Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson said that under the Obama administration, daily apprehensions of 1,000 aliens was considered a crisis. Today, during the Biden administration, Border Patrol agents are apprehending 4,500 to 6,000 illegal aliens every day and monthly border encounters with illegal aliens then quadrupled between July 2020 and July 2021 when the first Biden campaign 
and then Biden administration was sending a clear signal to the world if you arrive soon you'll be you will receive amnesty do you believe that joe biden's open borders campaign rhetoric and his pre presidential executive orders reversing trump administration's immigration regulations are responsible for the current explosions of illegal aliens crossing um ac uh, crossing across the southern border yes well, according to the Biden administration's press secretary the, and the vice president of the United States and Joe Biden himself, the border is closed. The border is locked down and the border is secure. And the Department of Homeland Security, the border is secure. Well, it's not. It's not. And when you ask the people that have been bused to outside of the vice president's house, oh, that's so oh. Loved oh Abbott way to go sent a, sent two bus loads of illegal immigrants to outside of the vice president's house <laughs> yeah and he asked him he was like well the vice president said the border's closed oh no it's open that's why I came it's it's open it's wide open that's why we came wide open says the illegal alien coming across the wide open border <laughs> oh wow. Dumbass is to Democrats as air is to breathing. Presidential candidate Joe Biden campaigned in 2020 um, against child in cages. Yet the current surge in illegal immigration includes a surge in un unoccupied minors who are still being housed in government facilities. The BBC reported that in March of last year, nearly 19,000 migrant children who are not accompanied by their legal guardians entered the United States. Okay. And also reported that in May, U.S. officials were holding more than 22,500 un unoccupied children who had received, who has recent crossed the border. Do you believe that the ma major increase in the number of, of occupied uh, of occupied minors being held in government facilities along the southern border is attributable to President Biden's easing or outright rescinding of the Trump administration border policy. Yes. See, where where is the the moral outrage of the left when when oh you can't lock these children up oh you know AOC went there and cried at the wall because these children were being locked up oh that was massively fewer people than was that there now massively fewer and they're still being locked up in cages and well who built those cages it wasn't Trump those were built by Obama okay let's get the facts straight people when were they built and who built them? Once again, dumbasses to Democrats as air is to breathing. Background number 14. Crimes including murder, assault, burglary, drug possession, and distribution, kidnapping, theft, robbery, sexual assault, and weapons charges committed by criminal illegal aliens include uh, violent crimes committed by members of gangs like MS-13 against law-abiding American citizens 
vastly exceed the proportion of illegal aliens within our borders. Are you aware that these types of crimes being committed in your state by criminal illegal aliens? Um, I'm aware of it, but the, but the pub, general public is not. So I'm going to put yes. See, they're not reporting this. Oh, no, they're not reporting this at all. They're not reporting this, the, 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 the nationality of these people committing crimes when you have such a violent murder. It only, only when it is basically obvious that the guy's illegal. When they basically it has been, when they pull up the record and he's committed three or four, seven murders and he's been deported five, six times, that they, that they do it. Okay, if it's one murder, they're not going to disclose that he's an illegal alien. That's the way they do it here in California, and California's a toilet. We have an app for that. There's an app that, t that, that, that counts the number of the, the pile of human waste and feces that are on the streets of San Francisco. It's called Crap City. There's an app for that crap state. <laughs> California is a toilet. There you go. It is, it, this place is insane. This place is ruled by complete dumbass idiots. Okay. Background number 15. In 2015, 32-year-old Kate Stein was shot to death on a San Francisco pier by an illegal alien. Juan Francisco Lopez Sanchos in addition to being in the United States illegally, Lopez Sanchos had previously committed seven felonies in our country. When he killed Kate Stein, he had recently been released from jail after San Francisco authorities decided not to prosecute him on drug charges. While Lopez Sanchos was in custody, the U.S. Customs and Immigration Enforcement wanted to begin deportation proceedings to send him back to Mexico. But under San Francisco's uh, sanctuary policies, local police are not permitted to cooperate with federal immigration authorities, so Lopez Sanchos was released. More than 50 U.S. cities, counties, and even states have sanctuary policies on their books. Judicial Watch challenged San Francisco's sanctuary policy in court. Do you support further Judicial Watch efforts to overturn similar local sanctuary policies that violate federal immigration laws and put American citizens at risk? Yes. Here's the thing, right? Um, there, is a, there is a charge, accessory after the fact, by letting this guy get out and being and denying law enforcement, basically they should charge them with uh, with basically interfering in a police investigation. Right? These they should form these charges. Oh, you're the judge. Basically, are denying this law enforcement from doing this. You arrest them and charge them under federal court. Right? Seriously. Obstruction of justice. That's a crime. The San Francisco law 
and the state of California law is obstruction of justice and cost somebody their life. And cost somebody their life. They should be sued and not in the Ninth Circuit. They should be sued and not in the Ninth Circuit. They, they should be, in fact, the, uh, count, the, the state legislatures who signed, the governor who signed that bill should be arrested for obstruction of justice and accessory to murder after the fact. See what happens then. Consider the many negative impacts of illegal immigration. Okay. Uh, the, okay, then it goes just to questions. Okay. This, it just goes to, this is personal commitment section. And it goes question 16. Consider the many negative impacts of illegal immigration. Are you willing to take a stand and support the national petition to drive to drive off millions demanding that your state and local lawmakers give immigration high priority to step up illegal immigration law enforcement measures and policies and reject the open border policies of the Biden administration, yes. Do you support the Judicial Watch ongoing lawsuits against federal, state, and local governments offering policies that undermine the nation's immigration and election integrity laws. Yes. And then there's all this information about giving money. Well, that I'm not going to do. I'm not going to fill out that part. I'm going to send this off in the envelope. Right? Going in the envelope right now. There we go. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Going out in today's mail. That has been the Constitutional Patriot Supplemental Podcast Tea Party Policy Chat. Drinking uh, hibiscus ginger, caffeine-free herbal blend tea from the Tao of Tea. It is a very good tea in my favorite mug. Let's go, Brandon, Dr. Seuss. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Tea Party Policy Chat Podcast. God bless you all, and God bless America. And goodbye. <laughs>